0: So we're going to talk about wisdom because we've been on this journey and we got to this place where, where David has a legitimate child with Bathsheba. They name him Solomon. And Solomon becomes what they say is the, one of the wisest or the wisest man or human being that's ever walked on the face of the earth. Now listen, though, if you know Solomon's story, you know Solomon is a lot like us. Even though he was super wise, he was not perfect. And he didn't get it right all of the time. He didn't actually finish his reign as a king as well as he started it and so I think we can learn something from that I think we can learn that that even though we might be doing all right right now guard your heart even Proverbs says guard your heart be careful how you're living and uh we're gonna there's a I'm gonna show you this video at the end of the service today and one of the things that it says right at the very end is how are you living You want to guard that because Solomon, who was wise, doesn't necessarily translate some of the best choices, and he got himself in a lot of trouble, and uh, you could see that in in his story. But we're going to talk about wisdom if we're talking about Solomon and being wise, and the Hebrew word for wisdom is pronounced chokmah. You kind of hock something up a little bit when you say that, chokmah, and it's this idea that it's the ability given to you by God to judge correctly and to follow the best course of action based on knowledge and understanding. So it's a, really, it's, a, it's about what you, you get into your head, but then it seeps from your head down into your heart and then out through your hands. And you make the right decisions based on this knowledge that you have. And it doesn't, doesn't mean that just because you're smart you have it, and there's really own way only one way to get it. And that comes from God himself. And so we're going to really just dig into a little, that a little bit today. So wisdom is the ability to see something from God's viewpoint. Okay, Wisdom is God's character in many practical affairs of your life. Do you think you need God's wisdom in every area of your life? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you, need, you need, obviously you need his wisdom when it comes to parenting, if you're a parent. You need his wisdom when it comes to being a spouse if you're in a relationship of any kind you need wisdom if you're going to lead if you're going to be a leader you're going to be a teacher you're going to be a uh, manager of some kind you need wisdom if you're going to be a student and you're walking through the hallways of your school you need wisdom to discern and to make the right choice I think it's, it's crucial we can get information online Right from Google. Yesterday, I was at this sweet little lady's house from the Baptist Church. I'm just kind of helping her out. Her name's Dorothy Jean. You maybe heard me talk about her before. And Dorothy Jean's there's a phone book, the ever the ever shrinking phone book. You notice that they just get smaller and smaller. Eventually, it's going to be one piece of paper. All right, it's going to be laying on there, and it's going to say Google it. All right, that's all it's going to say. Don't even bother opening this book up. And I told her, she was like, well, do you need it? I'm like, no, I got Google. I don't need it. And she's like, well, you know, I heard I need that, but I don't know how to even get that, you know? I was like, well, it's okay, Dorothy. You don't need it, all right? You can get information online, but wisdom, you can get it from on high, okay? Information online, wisdom from on high, and it comes from God. (laughs) One guy quoted to have said, you can get knowledge in college, okay? But you can only get wisdom from God. Knowledge in college, but wisdom comes from God. Now, if you lack wisdom, the Bible says in James chapter 1, verse 5, that if you lack it, which all of us do (laughs) at some level, we should ask God who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly. Like, he doesn't say, well, I don't know if I should give you wisdom or not. No, if we ask for it, he wants us to have it. He wants to give us wisdom because in it, when we receive his download, we can make better decisions. And so if you lack it, ask for him, and it says he will give it to you. And the first step, I think, and this is just kind of something I think is really important, the first step towards wisdom and the principles that it brings to your life comes in this. It comes by putting your faith in Jesus. And here's why. In Jesus, this is Colossians chapter 2, verse 3, In Jesus are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In Christ. I was trying to explain this the other day to a young man who uh, was kind of in a crisis. And my sister is connected to him. It's a long story, but she calls me and says, hey, uh, uh, Bradley Doolittle. She calls me Bradley Doolittle. I'm not exactly sure why. Maybe I was lazy when I was a kid and did little. I don't know. And she goes, Bradley, she goes, Bradley, do. She goes, um, I have this young friend of mine, and he's stranded downtown in Kansas City. It was about 10 o'clock at night. And uh, we drove down into the city. We picked him up. And the next day, uh, we drove around town looking for all of his belongings. They were kind of spread all over Kansas City. It's another long story. And while he was with me, he was a captive audience, and I shared the gospel with him. The whole time we were driving, and I walked through the gospel with him. And I try to explain to him, and just for him to try to wrap his mind around it, maybe it's even hard for us to wrap our mind around this thought of when we put our hope and trust in Jesus, all the wisdom of God comes to live in us. So you have it in you. If you have Christ in you, you have the ability to make good choices, no matter what age you are. You have it in you to discern and to do what is right. It doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean that you'll do it all the time. And it's a good thing. God's love is reckless, and he pursues us, and he forgives us, and he gives us second and third and fourth chances. But if you have Christ in you, you have everything that you need for godliness, it says. And so trying to help this young man who is obviously not walking in the greatest of wisdom based on some of the choices that he had made recently in his life— but I'm like, God man, God loves you and He has a purpose for you. He's called you to this moment to hear these words. And I pray that you'll receive Christ as your Savior. Christ in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24, says, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Wisdom is the right use of knowledge, and all true spiritual wisdom is found only in Christ. Only in Christ. You will not find it anywhere else here on earth. I guarantee it. You can search the whole world over. But you won't find it. Only in Christ is true wisdom. Well, let's look at Solomon, this, this wisest human who ever lived. So if you have your Bible, turn to First Kings, First Kings chapter 3. I'm so excited because this week I got a brand new Bible. This is the Charles Haddon Spurgeon Study Bible. If you don't know who Charles Haddon Spurgeon is, you should look that up. Spurgeon like surgeon. And it is, it's like, it's beautiful. It smells good. There's just so much good stuff in it. It's like, a, like it's the Bible But yet, it it just speaks to me in such a unique way. And that came to me as a result of someone blessing me last week with a gift card to the Lifeway Christian Bookstore. And uh, I thought, man, it's awesome because I've really been wanting a new Bible. Walked in, there it was. And so I've been just enjoying reading about Solomon. So 1 Kings chapter 3. Solomon was the one that God chose to be the next king. He wasn't necessarily the next one in line to be king. If you read his story, it was actually his brother. His brother tried to, like, take the kingdom for himself. But listen, God knows who's supposed to be in charge, and God will choose the right person to be in charge, and we can trust him to do that. (laughs) Because he said that there will always be someone on David's and David's family line, seated on the throne of my kingdom. And Solomon was the next person that God chose to be in this place. He was chose to be the next king. He became king, became king around the age of 20. He ruled for 40 years until his death. And during his reign, the Bible says there was great peace and prosperity. He was a good, he was a good king. He didn't necessarily make all the right choices when it comes to his own morality. But he was a good king. And he was also the one that God chose to build the temple you know up until this point god's presence had been traveling in a tent, and God rose up and chose up Solomon to be the one who was going to build his temple and if you read about the temple and how incredibly just all the detail that went into building this temple, it was beautiful. I think it's a to me, it's a pretty cool, cool picture of, of you. The Bible says that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And think about the intricacies of your body and of your, your human makeup. The very fact that God can take up residence inside of us and live through us in the form of Jesus Christ is a pretty amazing thing. Just the fact that we're breathing in and out today without even thinking about it is pretty amazing. We, don't, we take it for granted, right? It's not even our breath. He gave it to us. But we are to be the temple of the Holy Spirit. But in this particular setting, God raises up Solomon to build this incredible place for his presence to dwell. And in 1 Kings chapter 3, was a question that, uh, that God asked Solomon. He said, ask, what should I give you? As my king is my chosen one, ask what I should give you. I'm going to ask you a question this morning. What if God was asking you that question right now? What would you ask for in your life right now? I wish, I wish we could pop up your answer up on the screen. Like a text, wouldn't it be cool? Like text messages coming through to your phone. Every single one of you, your request. It would be unique, wouldn't it? To every single one of you. There would be some similarities, but it would be unique to every single one of you. What it is that you would request of God right now in your life. Let's pick up in verse 6. 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 6. And Solomon replied, You have shown great and faithful love to your servant, my father David, because he walked before you in faithfulness, righteousness, and integrity. You have continued this great and faithful love for him by giving him a son to sit on his throne As it is today, Lord, my God, you you have now made your servant king in my father, uh, father David's place. Yet I am just a youth with no experience in leadership. Your servant is among your people you have chosen, a people too many to be numbered or counted. So give your servant a receptive heart to judge your people and to discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? And so Solomon asked for the very thing he needed the most. And that is wisdom. Fathers. It's the greatest thing that you could ask for right now in your life. Young people who are making decisions that are going to affect the rest of your life. That is the greatest thing you could ask for. And then the Lord blessed Solomon because Solomon didn't ask for riches or fame or for power and any of those things. God said, because you ask for the right thing, I'm going to give you all those things. Now don't think... That it's a vending machine opportunity for you. Like, oh, well, I, I know what to do now. I know the secret. Okay, Lord, I need wisdom. Give me wisdom and all these other things. And it might be that that's what he does give you. It might be. But you can be sure of this. He will give you what you need for the task at hand. Whatever it is that he's called you to. He'll give you what you need. And then later on in in 1 Kings 3, you'll see a a cool story of how Solomon uses his wisdom to help these two women who were fighting over a a baby. Two women had babies at the same time. One baby died, and the the two women were fighting over that baby. And So Solomon said, give it to me, and let's just cut it in half. And you can have one half, and you can have the other. And the real mom (laughs) said, no, she can have him because the real mom wanted the baby to live. Solomon knew right away who the real mom was and gave the baby to the rightful mother. So he used his wisdom to discern, to make those choices. Solomon also wrote almost all of the Proverbs Actually, some scholars say he wrote all of them. There was just a couple that they, they give them to another name, but they think that was another name for Solomon. He wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, which we'll talk about next week. And then he wrote the Song of Songs, which we'll talk about the week after. That'll be the week where all the little kids will be gone, because it's kind of sultry. <laughs> it's kind of spicy, you know, like uh, it's, it's pretty intimate. Matter of fact, uh, husbands, forget about Hallmark, man. Just get out the Song of Songs and start reading it to your bride, all right? It's a beautiful... Beautiful picture. So, but he wrote most of this, the uh, Proverbs. So, my friend Charles Spurgeon said that it's worthwhile to listen to what Solomon has to say because he was a wise man after all. But I want to remind you of the one greater than Solomon, the one that is here with us right now for the Spirit of God inspired Proverbs. Remember what Roy taught us last week about sola scriptura? The Bible is inspired word of God and the final authority on all matters. Like, God is the one who gave Solomon these words to write down. Spurgeon goes on to say that they're only merely jewels from earthly minds. Or they're not only jewels from earthly minds, but they're also precious treasures from heavenly hills. When you read a proverb, I want you to picture this, just get this picture in your mind. You're hearing what the Spirit of God is saying, Through the mouth of a wise man, but it's God's voice that's speaking. He's just using Solomon to say the words. Some pastors and teachers would suggest that you take a, a proverb a day. Right? There's 31 proverbs, so there's 31 days in most in some months, not all the months, obviously. But you just take a proverb a day. But there's actually some that would say instead of taking a whole chapter a day, just take one or two verses. Or like a group of verse, bits and bites of them, so that you can you can consume them, and then you can meditate over them, and you can learn from them. Because it's a little hard to memorize whole chapters, but there's little bits and pieces from each proverb that you can learn. Okay, so do me a favor. Turn the book. Turn to your in your Bible, the, the book of Proverbs. We'll start at verse or chapter one, and I'm just going to give you a uh, just going to overview. Just a few verses out of each of the five, first five Proverbs, because I think we can learn something from every single one of these. Okay, so we're going to get some wisdom. Wisdom comes from, uh, from God, and God speaks to us through His Word. So we can get some wisdom. So you start at Proverbs chapter one. We're only going to go through five because this is the fifth day of the month, okay? And plus, we only have so much time. So let's just take a look. When you are focusing on just this little piece of the Word, it's it's easier to get through it because you want God's Word to get through you (laughs) out to those around you. Does that make sense? All right, so let's look. Proverbs 1. Let's just start at verse, verse 1, and we'll read just a few verses. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, and the Proverbs were for learning... Wisdom and discipline They're for understanding insightful sayings, for receiving prudent instruction in righteousness, justice, and integrity, for teaching shrewdness to the inexperienced, knowledge and discretion to a young man. Let a wise person listen and increase learning. Let a discerning person obtain, obtain guidance for understanding a proverb or a parable, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. In some translations it says, it's the beginning of wisdom. Fools despise wisdom and discipline. But we're not to be foolish. We're supposed to learn it. Look at chapter 2. My son, if, if, now here, here listen, I want, to, I want you to find these if and thens in this, in this passage of Scripture. Listen. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, listening closely to wisdom and directing your heart to understanding, furthermore, if you call out to insight and lift your voice to understanding if you seek it like silver and search for it like a hidden treasure then you will understand the fear of the lord if and then and you will discover the knowledge of god for the lord gives wisdom from his mouth and the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up success for the upright. He is a shield for those who live with integrity, so that he may guard the paths of justice and protect the way of the faithful followers. Then you will understand righteousness, justice, and integrity, every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will delight you. God, So beautiful. In Proverbs 3, it's a famous trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, know him, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. In 3.13, it says, happy is a man who finds, finds wisdom. In verse 21 of chapter 3, maintain sound wisdom and discretion. It's, it's something you've got you to keep doing. It's maintenance. You've got to keep maintaining. You've got to keep receiving it because you leak. We all leak, and we have to have it and continue to put it in so that we can give it away. And then in verse 27, it says, When it is in your power, do not withhold good from the one whom it belongs. If you have the opportunity to give and to serve, then do it. That's wisdom. Proverbs 4. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Don't forget or turn away from the words from my mouth. Don't abandon wisdom, and she will watch over you. I love how they... Wisdom is is a woman. (laughs) Wisdom is a woman. And all the women are like, amen, amen. It says, uh, love her and she will guard you. Wisdom is supreme, so get wisdom. And whatever else you get, get understanding. Cherish her and she will exalt you. If you embrace her, she will honor you. She will place a garland of favor on your head and she'll give you a crown of beauty. And then last, Proverbs 5, my son, my son, Pay attention to my wisdom. Listen closely. There's, a, there's an image of you bending your ear. Like you have to, you have to like lean into it. If you want wisdom, you've got to lean into it. You can't just sit back. Well, it'll come to me. No, you've got to pursue it like it's something more valuable than any of the things that we talked about earlier with the kids. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that valuable. And if you want it, you have to go looking for it. But you don't have to go very far to find it. <laughs> but you have to lean in, it says. It says to listen closely to my understanding so that you may maintain discretion and your lips safeguard knowledge. Like when you get wisdom, it's like the more you l- listen, maybe the less you talk. wisdom can obviously be found in this very obvious place and that is that is God's word but also I discovered something earlier this week and maybe some of you saw this video but I think it's powerful enough and I just for one I think we need to laugh all right life is hard sometimes isn't it and I think we just need to laugh <laughs> but we also need to keep learning and not only wisdom can be found obviously in, in through God and in His Word, but sometimes we can find wisdom in the most unlikeliest places. And so let's show this video. Amen. So as the worship team comes, I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna give you an opportunity to serve get out the servant's towel, to get out your broom, I'm going to give you a chance to, to put it into practice right now, today. A month from now, we will be at an event called Day of Hope. There'll be 1,500 people that are going to come through this church where we're going to be hosting this event. We're going to be giving families, under-resourced families in our community, in our county, we're going to give them food, we're going to give them coats, socks, hats, gloves, uh, love, uh, hygiene items, all the things that we just take for granted because we have plenty of them. And you are gonna be a part of that, all right? So each one of these boxes has a list of the things that go in the box. The food goes in the box. If you wanna purchase hygiene items, you can just put those in a separate bag, okay? And this is just an opportunity for us to touch the lives of people maybe you'll never come in contact with or maybe people you'll walk beside Maybe people sitting in our own church right now. And so what I invite you to come is called the Day of Hope. Also, there's some information on how you can get involved and volunteer. All right. It's great that we can send money and send food. That's wonderful. But come and get your hands dirty. Come and get your hands dirty and get your hearts touched. And so I'm gonna ask that you would come one box per family. Maybe you're like, man, I got the capacity to 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 do two boxes. That's fine too. But the good news is, is we got 50 boxes. The better news would be is if they are all gone today. I don't have to take them back home. Okay? Okay? Hopefully I've tugged at your heartstrings a little bit. Hopefully you've gained some wisdom today. But wisdom is worthless if you don't put it into practice. You've got to put it into practice. You've got to walk it out. Okay? So, Lord, right now we just come. As you can stand up, stand right where you're at as we come, Lord. We thank you for the inspiration. We thank you for uh, your word. We thank you for this question of how we are living today. God, I pray that if there's anything in our life that's not bringing you glory, God, we would deal with it today. God, I pray that if there's anyone here today that has never received Christ as their Savior, they put, put their hope in Jesus and received the wisdom of God downloaded into their hearts, God, I pray that right now they would say yes to Jesus right where they're at. Bible says you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you'll be saved and you can do that right where you're at but you can also come and let somebody know hey I want to confess Christ as my Savior I want to I want to believe in the resurrection and when we believe in the resurrection we don't have to fear death any longer (laughs) because we'll live even though we die and that's great news that's the best kind of news ever (laughs) so Lord I pray that you'd come And visit us here. Download your wisdom into our hearts so that we can walk it out of this place and and, uh, be uh, your representation in the world that we live in. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So come, come and pray, come and take a box, come and do both, whatever it is God's calling you to do. Just come.